Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Your Time with James Sweetman. My goodness, we are in scary times. Uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus, means it's not business as usual, nor is it indeed life as usual at the minute. You know, I normally record these podcasts a few days in advance, and I had one particular topic recorded from last week for for this week to go out, uh, and it was no longer relevant. Um, And one of the things that I've been actively working on in the last few days is my own well-being, my own mental state. Um, and in this week's episode, that's what I want to share with you. It's strategies for managing fear in uncertain times. And my goodness, we are in uncertain times. And when we're outside of comfort zone and we're, we're looking at an external world that seems a little bit chaotic, to say the least, it feels like we're in a movie. Um, uh, stress, anxiety bubbles up when we're dealing with all this uncertainty. You know, health-wise, whilst I may not be in a high-risk category, uh, my parents certainly are, my mother-in-law is. Uh, and of course, at this time, you know, we take so many things for granted that are, are now being questioned. You know, even meeting someone for a cup of coffee uh, or going to the supermarket. And of course, from a business perspective, really all of my client engagements have understandably been cancelled. And like many small business owners, I'm only too aware of the pressures of cash flow. In these challenging times, I have to say I'm digging deep and often deeper than I've ever done before, using all the tools at my disposal to manage my mindset and my state and to embody and to try to embody what I know to be true and what I believe in. And that's what I want to share with you this week, the six or seven strategies that I'm actively applying on a daily basis, several times on a daily basis to um, really just manage my own state and my own anxiety levels. The first thing I keep reminding myself of is to step up and step forward. So what do I mean by that? You know, in a world that appears frightening, it's time for those of us who've done the personal development work, who perhaps have a wider perspective, to make our voices heard. You know, those of us who believe in inclusion rather than exclusion, what we are for, not what we are against, who try to see the good in people, the beauty, harmony, generosity, kindness and abundance in the world, even or rather especially in these dark times. We commit to the cause of spreading love as opposed to fear and hysteria, because deep down we know that ultimately we are a single species sharing a human experience. One of the other practical things that I try to do is to ask myself, who do I want to be in this situation? Now, I've said many times on many podcasts, we're human beings, not human doings. And rather than focusing on what I should do, take the thinking a little higher to a higher perspective and ask ourselves, who do I want to be in this situation? In other words, what qualities, traits, characteristics do I want to lean into or bring to the fore? Get the being bit right or aligned and the doing will follow. Right now, when I think about it, I want to be rational and calm and hopeful and balanced and resilient and trusting. Identifying how you want to show up allows us to set our intention for how we want to engage with the world. Another point to consider when we're managing ourselves and our well-being and our mental states is to filter the inputs. 
you know, if you're anything like me, I have to take a deep breath before I switch on a news program or click on an article. There's no doubt at this time the news is scary. Um, information and news, of course, is a commodity. And like all commodities, we have to control what we need. A 24-hour news channel just droning away in the background is route one to higher stress levels. Each of us have to figure out where the line is between staying informed and being overwhelmed by an incessant media stream. You know, I will stay informed, but sensationalist headlines and dramatic graphics and dramatic music does not aid my well-being. I'm also very careful about what gets my uh, attention on social media. Uh, there are so many good news stories being shared and social media platforms, of course, are fantastic for staying connected, especially at this time of social distancing. But as we also know, social media can be a quagmire of fake news and hysteria. So we do have to be careful what we expose ourselves to. The next thing to consider is having strategies for connecting with our inner stillness. This for me is absolutely vital. You know, in a crazy external world, we find balance by connecting with our inner stillness. For many months now, I've started my day with a morning routine of yoga and meditation. It resources me, it makes me feel good, it helps me enter the day resourced and grounded in my well-being. In recent days, this morning ritual has simply become essential. I tune into myself, my wisdom, my spirit before I tune into any media. As I sometimes say, I will connect with my inner net before I switch on the internet. We have to have strategies for managing our state. For me, this always comes down to controlling my breathing in a more purposeful way. I'm a great fan of the app Insight Timer. If you've not checked it out, do go in and have a look at it. It's a free resource with thousands of meditations and courses and talks and even lovely music. Uh, and there's plenty of specific resources on it now for managing anxiety at this time of uncertainty. And that's the app that I click on most frequently above and beyond any social media or news items even, Insight Timer. Do you know, it's interesting when I was reflecting on these tips and the different strategies that I'm applying with myself, so many of them I've shared with groups and with clients for a few years in many ways, and I've applied them myself. But it's at this challenging time where I'm really relying on them. And it's going back to basics in many ways. Uh, one of the strategies I often share with people when I'm helping them overcoming nerves for interview or anxiousness with a presentation when they're knees are wobbling at the top of a room um, is the concept of ejecting the movies that we run in our heads. Now, currently, we have a sense that we're living in a movie, something between Deep Impact and World War Z, I think. But of course, we run movies in our heads all the time. Images of a catastrophic future of pain and suffering, um, all wrapped up under the heading of worry and anxiousness. And of course, our emotional response, how our bodies respond, cannot distinguish between what we're visualising in our minds and what's actually happening to us in the present moment. Over the last few years, as I've dealt with my own health challenges, and I've spoken about them briefly, having been diagnosed with bladder cancer twice and skin cancer, something I had to learn the hard way uh, was that when my mind is in overdrive, in survival mode, is to ask myself the question, well, if what I'm focusing on now, you know, is it real? Is it happening through my senses in the present? Uh, or is it a movie that I'm running in my head? And of course, all worry is a movie with the theme of negative anticipation. And common sense would say that if we're playing a movie, often on loop, and that movie makes us feel stressed, we'll then eject the movie. But of course, we can only eject it when we know we're playing it. And that concept of ejecting the movie, for me, comes out of the work 
of Byron Katie. Now, some of you may have come across Byron Katie. She's a lady, gosh, she must be in her 70s now. And her work is literally called The Work. Uh, she's many videos and resources online. Do check her out if you've not come across her. Uh, I find her work is like a scalpel for cutting through habits of emotive thinking that usually doesn't serve us and most of the time is simply not rational. And in these challenging times, we have to balance our basest emotional instincts with rationality because unchecked irrational fear is the most dangerous force on the planet, I think. And we start by taking responsibility for our own thought patterns. Something else that I learned whilst dealing with cancer was that when I'm worried and scared and stressed is to try to reach for a better thought. So what do I mean by that? In the moment, can I shift my focus onto something better or just more soothing? This usually brings me into a place of gratitude. I can focus on the support of my family, the fact that I've got food in the kitchen, that there's new growth and spring is in the garden. Uh, of course, all of the sterling work that medical professionals are doing, the community spirit out there, the sense of good news stories. You know, can I shift my focus? Because if I shift my focus, the, the feeling will shift. Now, sometimes I do have to go into what I would label some triage self-care, some emergency self-care. Uh, when my mind is fantasizing, galloping into the future and I can sense my heart racing, my stomach is tight, um, you know, my body is tense. Um, the, the heart's beating in my chest, uh, you know, on the slippery slope to panic. I need some immediate triage techniques for centering myself. And there's three here that I apply and I want to share them with you. Uh, the first one is to recognize the pattern. So I observe the sensations in my body. I acknowledge them and I try to breathe through them. Uh, when I do this, I'm getting to the witness position. And I will repeat to myself a little phrase that I've worked on because sometimes we need a, a little anchor or a little affirmation. So I say to myself, well, I don't have anxiety or stress or fear. You know, choose the word that's most appropriate for you. I don't have anxiety. Anxiety is visiting me. But I can breathe in this moment and I am in charge. And I say, when I'm doing that, I'm getting myself into the witness position. So I'm observing the pattern that I'm running rather than just being stuck in it. And that gives us a sense of space. Then to ground me in the present moment, and of course the present is the only place where we have control and where we feel our emotions, I use the 54321 technique. And this is a technique you may have come across before, but it gets us to focus on something else. So I'll name five things around me that I can see, four things I can hear, three things that I can touch, two things that I can smell, and one thing that I can taste. And that forces me to bring my um, attention into the present moment. Um, and then I'll finish this little triage, self-care, coaching, as it were, um, with a particular breathing technique that's called square breathing. This always calms me down. So I'll breathe in to a count of four, hold for a count of four, breathe out again to a count of four, and hold with the breath out for a count of four before inhaling again and doing another round. So think of it four fours or 16. And I'll keep repeating this until I do feel calmer and more resourced. I might be doing 10 rounds of it, but it's a way of taking control of my breathing patterns. That's something that I tried to, or that I applied for the first time. I remember being in hospital and just being there behind the blue curtain and waiting to go in for a procedure. And really all I had the ability to control was my breath in the moment. And I applied that breathing technique. And it's a way of managing stress in ourselves by having more consciousness around breathing patterns, knowing that when we're anxious and nervous, we're breathing high and fast. And if we're looking for a different sensation in the body, 
we start by changing a breathing pattern. Do you know, there's a famous quote by Blaise Pascal, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly alone in a room. Uh, if you think about it with working from home or staying indoors, uh, more social distancing, we're being forced to perhaps sit quietly in a room. Um, what I find interesting with that is for some of us, sitting quietly in a room is our comfort place. For others, of course, it's it's very difficult. It's outside of comfort zone. But it also got me thinking about another favourite teacher of mine, someone I check into every day on YouTube, Abram Hicks. And again, there's plenty of resources out there, free resources. And one of the many teachings of Abram Hicks that resonates with me is that the energy of a solution is not the same as the energy of a problem. And if ever we've gone out to clear our heads, you know, to go for a walk to clear our heads, we sort of know this is true. Um, and when we're able to sit in solitude and in quiet uh, and maybe apply some strategies, we can clear our heads a little. And it's from that space that new ideas and new solutions and new approaches to issues and challenges will come. We'll never get to that idea generation or solution place from a from a state of fear or hysteria. You know, it's it's so easy for our focus to be solely on the latest health statistics you know, as opposed to maybe the number of people who've recovered from coronavirus or for, you know, those people panic buying toilet roll as opposed to the resilience of the human spirit, you know, as we've also seen the Italians sing to each other across balconies. So we get to choose what we focus on. And sometimes we have to allow ourselves to just sit in quiet, uh, to breathe more purposely, maybe try that square breathing from from earlier. Um, and to acknowledge how we're feeling, but to also give ourselves just space to think and to choose what we want to focus upon. For many years now, I've spoken about the concept of comfort zone, usually in organisations where we're dealing with the topic of change. Of course, today, you know, when we look at comfort zones, we're all outside of our comfort zones at every level. Of course, within comfort zone is where habits and routines reside. It's where we feel safe and secure. But with the COVID-19 crisis, as I say, we're outside of comfort zone. We're into the territory of the fear zone and uncertainty. But as I often say to groups, as I say, usually in the context of organisational change or personal growth, it is outside of our comfort zones where potential rests, where new solutions rest, where new learning resides, uh, where potential sits. And that fear that borders our comfort zones can be reframed as a growing pain. When we look back over history, every leap forward was preceded by major challenges. Sometimes life forces us to evolve. I found that at a personal level when cancer gate crashed my life, it kicked me outside of comfort zone for sure, but it prompted accelerated personal growth, greater levels of compassion. And even at these early stages of this COVID-19 crisis, we can begin to see how people are forming new connections, new ways of engaging with people, greater levels of consciousness. And I always think that that is ultimately what any crisis will do. We've seen it before. Um, what's the quality that's required of us to move beyond comfort zone? Well, initially, it's calmness and perspective, some of those points I've shared earlier. But the big one, of course, is courage. And for me, courage is inner resolve. It's the commitment to yourself not to be limited by fear. 
So before I share a few closing reflections with you, just a quick recap on some of the strategies that I'm applying in terms of managing my state. Well, first of all, it's about stepping up and voicing my beliefs and what I know to be true and really putting into practice stuff that I've learned over the last little while, because now is the time for it. Um, who do I want to be in this situation? So I identify the qualities and the traits that I want to lean into to get the being bit right, as it were. Then, of course, being so conscious about filtering the inputs, controlling what I'm exposing my mind and my well-being to when it comes to media and social media. Then there's the strategies of reaching for a better thought, looking at what I can be grateful for in the moment, and those triage self-care techniques, getting into the witness position, grounding myself with that 54321 technique, and then sticking with the numbers, the 4 by 4 by 4 by 4 square breathing technique, all to help with giving myself perspective on the on the challenges. Um, then there was the being careful about the the movies I'm playing in my head because that's what worry is, movies in my head. What can I do to get back into the present moment? Uh, connecting with my inner stillness, whether that's meditation, prayer, uh, yoga, listening to that Insight Timer app, which, as I say, is, is a great resource. Then there's the uh, energy of a solution being different to energy of problem and to focus on what I want in this scenario and what's on the far side of it, uh, knowing that all our comfort zones are being pushed. Um, there's many more resources and tips on a range of topics, of course, that sit on my website, jamesweetman.com. And I'm also going to turn this podcast as well into a blog post that will be available on my website as well so that you can you can read it as well as listen to it. Um, you know, in, in conclusion, for me, I've always described myself as a spiritual seeker. And for someone who's a spiritual seeker, I know deep down that I'm not my body or my mind, you know, that we're eternal and immortal. And for me, my wiser self knows that I'm guided and protected. And perhaps that's the, the deepest version of faith, you know, as in confidus with faith, which is what uh, the word confidence is made up out of. Um, and it's in this space of knowing, a space where we can connect with our deeper selves when we breathe more purposely and connect with the source within. That's how we resource ourselves. And I often think when we are in touch with who we are at our core, you know, that's where we've moved beyond fear and we just feel strong and supported. At the same time, we all feel scared. It reminds us that we're human. Feeling scared doesn't have to be an inhibitor. It can be an indication that there's an opportunity here for us to grow as people and to be ultimately proud of ourselves. And with awareness, that then becomes a choice. You know, you can choose to step back or to step up. Uh, we can fight, flight or freeze uh, or we can face up, we can retreat into ourselves or we can look within and resource ourselves or, you know, we can hide or we can shine. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting for me because I have come through personal health challenges and this global health challenge has stirred up for me many of the things that I thought I had dealt with. So I'm having to dust down the strategies that I learned when gate cr when cancer gate crashed my life and reapply them now. And that's what I've shared with you on this week's podcast. So hopefully there was a few little nuggets of wisdom in there 
a few little strategies that you can apply. And by doing that, maybe we're all doing our, our own small piece. We're, we're controlling the controllables, as, a, as, as it were. So thank you for tuning in. If you have some friends or colleagues that you think might find this podcast of benefit, please do uh, pass the link on to them. And as I say, I'll be looking at putting a blog based on these strategies up on my website, jamesweekman.com, in the next few days as well. So in the meantime, take care. Thank you.